ABC Listen. Hello, my friends. It's Ruby here, and you're listening to News Time. Hi there, Ruby. Hello. Today, we are going to drive around with a road fixing robot and then tag along with a seasoned second to none snake catcher. We'll celebrate Lunar New Year and paddle out into Sydney Harbour in a kayak covered in special decorations. And our last story? Well, you know the deal with that. Wow, a week. Yep, the story that made us open our mouths wide and say, whoa. Okay, so what do you think? Should we start the countdown? Let's go. Story number five. Have you ever heard anyone complain about a pothole? There, this hole in the road um, and cars and trucks and motorbikes try and dodge them all the time and they're really annoying. And sometimes your car, like your wheel, if your car goes into it and it like makes a big bump. Yep. Your grown-up probably does their best to avoid potholes because if they accidentally drive over one in the car, it can mean a big uncomfortable bump and sometimes it can even cause damage. Potholes can be dangerous for pedestrians too, who might accidentally trip if they step in one. How do you think potholes in the road get fixed? Maybe we can get, like, tonnes of people to go on roads and put some new cement down so all the potholes will be filled up. You should get the council and they could get a tractor and put some tar on it. Yep, that's one solution. But sometimes there are too many potholes and too little time. A group of scientists in England have been experimenting with a new way to deal with potholes. They've been working with a company called Robotized to create a robot called the Autonomous Road Repair System, or ARIS for short. ARIS looks a bit like a mini truck, and it uses AI to find potholes and fill them in. AI is like technology, robots and all that. Uh-huh. AI stands for artificial intelligence. That means computers that can make decisions based on information they've been given without humans having to get involved. This little robot can drive around and fill in potholes without the council needing to do all the work. That's really good because, like, you can, like, fill in so much more and, like, you can get it done, like, straight away. That's pretty smart. You don't have to be frustrated from potholes all the time. Aris the robot has done pretty well on tests in the lab, so soon it'll be put to use in the real world, filling in potholes in a little county in England called Hertfordshire. And who knows, if it works, you might see Aris on your local street someday. Story number four. Tell me. What would you do if you saw a snake in your house? Get as far away from it as I can. Shout out to Dad. <laughs> Probably called Snake Catcher. Mm-hmm, a snake catcher. This story is about a snake catcher named Paul Newcomb. He's been catching snakes for more than 30 years. He lives in a town called Forbes in outback New South Wales. If someone finds a snake somewhere it shouldn't be, 
like in their kitchen or even in their bedroom, they can call Paul and he'll head straight over. I do love animals, so I think I would like him to be a snake catcher, but I'm a bit scared of them. It's a tricky job. And because Paul's getting older, he's getting ready to hang up his tools and retire. But there's just one problem. Nobody wants Paul's job. In New South Wales, you need to do a special course to be a snake catcher. When you do it, you get a special licence called a catch and release licence. But the thing is, not many people are doing the course. That has some people worried that we might be running low on snake catchers. What do you think we could do to get people interested in becoming a snake catcher? Maybe make some armour so it won't hurt when someone, a snake bites you. Make the job sound funner. Like an article saying, does anyone want to try this job? Good ideas. Paul is hoping that someone will take over the job soon. But in the meantime, he's got his phone nearby and he's ready to jump into action when somebody calls. Good job, Paul, for catching snakes for a very long time. Good luck, Paul. And remember, if you see a snake about, leave it alone, give it lots of space and go and tell a grown-up. Story number three. This weekend, the first new moon of 2024 is going to be high in the sky. And that means it's the beginning of the lunar calendar year, or Lunar New Year. Lunar New Year is celebrated over 15 days in lots of places around the world. Places like China, Japan, Vietnam, Korea, and of course, right here in Australia too. Wherever you are, the Lunar New Year represents a fresh start and it brings good luck and fortune for the year ahead. We're celebrating with lots of food and partying and have lots of lanterns and stuff. Dancing, the dragon dancing and eating and celebrating. Another tradition is cleaning the house. The idea is that you wash away the bad luck that's been hanging around from the previous year. Then the houses are decorated with red banners and ornaments and lanterns. And at the end of the day, fireworks light up the sky. Grown-ups also give young people red envelopes called hongbao or lai si, filled with money. I lived in Malaysia and we got one of those Chinese New Year lion things. This year is the year of the dragon. Dragons symbolise good luck, power and strength. It's one of the luckiest symbols in the zodiac. Happy Lunar New Year! Or, as they say in Cantonese, Gong Hei Bat Choi. Happy Lunar New Year! Happy Lunar New Year! Story number two. Wiradjuri and Yuan artist Tyson Frigo has transformed two kayaks into floating works of art. A kayak is like a little boat for one or two people that you propel along with a paddle. Tyson's kayaks can be used for adventurous paddles out across the beautiful shimmering Sydney harbour. It looks like he's painting a sun and maybe a river. Then like waves and water. It looks really cool. 
One of the kayaks Tyson's painted in beautiful deep blues and purples. It's called Weaver and it shows a river of silver stars coming down from the moon onto the water's surface. The second kayak is ochre red and yellow. Tyson's design has a spear raised to the sun, Grandfather Sun, as he walks his journey across the sky. That artwork is called Hunter. Tyson says that his designs symbolise the way that travelling in something slow and steady, like a kayak, can remind us to move through life with purpose and mindfulness. I think it's a great idea. Both of the boats, Hunter and Weaver, can be hired by anyone who wants to experience that feeling of cruising around in a decorated kayak. Tyson's hoping his artworks will encourage people to learn and tell stories of First Nations culture, especially the Gadigal and Camaragal people. They're the traditional custodians of the lands and the waterways around Sydney Harbour. Well, that would be really fun. That's actually a very smart idea. Are you ready? It's that time. Wow of the week. This story made me go wow because it lasted for three years instead of just 30 days. Three years ago, in February, a little helicopter named Ingenuity landed on the surface of the planet Mars. It was attached to the belly of a rover called Perseverance. These two robots had been sent to the red planet from Earth by NASA to conduct experiments and beam information back down to scientists on Earth. I think they're looking for ores and materials to build on planet Earth. Creatures and maybe water and maybe a place to live on other planets. Two months after Ingenuity landed, it lifted off. And this was a really important moment because it was the first time an aircraft had ever lifted off from a planet other than Earth. It showed us that powered, controlled flights on Mars are possible. NASA scientists only expected Ingenuity to last about 30 days, but the robot ended up working for almost three years. Way longer than they expected. The outer space copter performed 72 flights and flew 14 times further than planned. It chose its own landing sites in tricky environments, and it cleaned itself off after dust storms. On a recent mission, the Ingenuity helicopter suffered some damage to one of its rotor blades. So, unfortunately, it can't fly anymore. It has officially retired. Good work for going to Mars and helping people to learn more about space. Good job, you did amazing work. Thank you, Ingenuity, for all your hard work and scientific splendour. And with that, we are coming into land at the end of another countdown. Thank you, Ruby. Thanks a million. You are so very welcome. And hey, don't forget to do the quiz in the show notes. I'll catch you next week with five more splendid stories. Bye, Ruby. See you later. See you later. Or as they say in Arabic, masalame. News Time is an ABC Kids Listen podcast.
For other awesome podcasts to play, music to move to, and stories and soundtracks for sleep, download the ABC Kids Listen app. It's free from your app store.